The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to Divorced Not Dead. And welcome, actually, I can't believe this is the first time on, actually, and I've done so many and you're not, you haven't been in. But anyway, I have pushed her and we are joined today by my old cast mate, Juliet Angus. And my, you know, my good old sidekick that everyone loved of us together. Fatalina's back. Well, I've been doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Really good. Really, really good. Yeah, this was um, a surprise size, side hobby for me, but it's turned into quite a thing and it's so much fun to do. So I'm so happy to have you. And I've been trying to put you off because, you know, talking for so long, who knows what I'm going to say? And there's, you know, no censorship. So, but here goes. Well, today's episode is called The Flip Side. So I think we've done quite a few episodes now on divorce, on co-parenting, on, you know, new relationships, how to transition and things like this and money matters. And I thought Juliet was a really, really good guest because obviously also just by the name and connotation of my podcast, I want everyone to know I am not advocating divorce. Divorce is an option along with other options. Marriage is, you know, very, very hard to keep going. Marriage is work. You do evolve, you do change. And, you know, Juliet, as well, I was married 18 years. Juliet, how long have you been married? 12. Honeymoon phase. (laughs) Do you remember that line you said to me when we were like getting to know each other? I asked you how long you've been married and you said you can do, you do less time in jail for, for murder. It's a, it's a long time. Well, you know, look, well, your mother's divorced. Your mother was divorced twice, twice, exactly. twice. so you come which from we that. need to get, which we need to get to because she had a similar situation to you. I know totally mad when you told me that second marriage, someone 16 years younger had twins at 49. He was a football player too. Like there's so many parallels. I am not having twins at 49. Let's just put that right into the universe right now. It didn't work out well in her situation. It wasn't happily ever after. No, it sounded like a nightmare. I can't remember what you told me, but anyway, it was so you. It's like, oh, my mom did all that. And then it ended up like awful. Yeah. A lifetime movie. So obviously I've known you since um, we started Ladies of London. So we didn't know each other before, before we started the TV show together. And obviously um, spending every day together with Juliet, her children, Gregor. I've been on family holidays. We've done all these things together. And, you know, obviously it's, it's a dynamic and watching a dynamic of a family together, you know, and her family and how she keeps it together and balancing what Juliet does, which is, you know, she might get upset with me this, but she has to go to the opening of an envelope, but that is her job and come home. Not anymore. Not Not anymore, anymore. luckily. Yes, but you did and you managed to hold it together through all of that. What do you think the secret is? Because you have changed, you've also changed so much and Gregor is not like you. He's a completely different human to you. He's much quieter, doesn't need the light, doesn't want to go to these parties as much as you, you know, you and I did. 
Should we take it back to kind of the beginning? I think it's like, I mean, the story, I think like everyone's always like, how did you guys end up together? I was a wild partying LA girl and, you know, dating everybody. I dated someone 20 years older than me. That was an actor. I was 22. He was 42. I dated, you know. I bet nobody said anything about that when you were dating him, did they? No. Although I looked really young at the time and he did have three young daughters and it kind of looked like I was one of his daughters. And I was, you know, I was dating everybody. And I, I think when I was realizing like who I, well, who was I going to end up with? I didn't have like it written down. I wanted, you know, this guy, I want him to be a banker, successful, brown hair, blue eyes, and you know, all these things. I kind of went out on dates with everybody and anybody. I mean, this is pre pre dating apps, but I think like, I feel like, sorry, just stop you there one second. Don't you feel like today though, girls start with a giant bloody list? Well, yeah. And that's the problem. That I mean, it's problem. because you look at somebody's face on a dating app and you see their, their like statistics. It's like, it's like, you know, betting on some kind of team. It's like, it's not ever, you know, just the numbers and stuff. When anybody asks me, I mean, I literally was at Glastonbury last summer and this girl like ran into and she's like, you have the cutest marriage. What's your one advice for me? I'm like, how old are you? She's like 21. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, date everybody. Somebody asks you out on a date, you don't think they're cute, go out on a date with them. I mean, you may may fall in love with their best friend, or you may realize that, you know, it wasn't love at first sight. And then you find out that they're, you know, you're madly in love with them. I just feel like so many women these days are are struggling because they're putting up these like parameters and guidelines. And, you know, I didn't do that. Like I, I didn't just want a moneymaker or a baby maker. I wanted a partner, a best friend, someone who loved being with me and someone who I knew, you know, would love making a family and wasn't worried about going out and all this stuff. Like it took time to figure out what it was, but I, I didn't know. And so I think these women who think they know what they want is just wild. And that's because I think that you managed to do all those, that partying. And I think when you're on the party circuit and you really let loose and you sort of get that out of your system, you get it out of your system. So you, you want a completely opposite type of guy than one, the one you're going to find in the party or at the nightclub. And, you know, I just realized I had written this book. I was writing a book in my twenties and it was basically therapy. So I'd write every date I went on and I'd write about it and I'd analyze it. And it was my way of going, what the hell is going on? Why can't I like have a normal lasting relationship. I mean, my longest relationship before Gregor, it was the 20 year age difference. It was two and a half years, broke up twice. But before my husband, I, I mean, I wanted obviously stability and maturity, all the people I thought I was supposed to be with, it wasn't working. So I started writing this book and I just pulled it out again. And it really was my therapy. I mean, the last chapter, I actually pulled it out for you. The last chapter I wrote, and this is again, I'm single. I, I must have wrote this when I was what, 25, 26, 27. I wrote this chapter and I'm like, this is the happiest day I've ever lived. This I know for sure. I'm dressed in white. My father stands beside me. Pachelbel cannon begins to play and the doors open. There he is standing down the aisle before me. I see him, my love, my best friend, my everything. I walk toward him knowing that everything in my past doesn't matter anymore. And my future with this man is what now I will explore. I'm anxious yet at the same time feel totally complete. I look around and see family and friends generally smiling and happy for me. And then blah, blah, blah. And I say like, as I stand next to him and look at him by my side, it's everything my whole life I hoped and imagined it would, it would be. He loves me unconditionally and I, I him as well. 
I had so many questions and a lot of fear. Now I've found my answer and I'm not scared at all. And then I wrote, for now, there will be no wedding bells ringing for me. This is what I will continue to see. I'm not worried to be alone and in no rush at all. I think like I had the vision, but anytime I like, let's say I did have of who it was, you know, I mean, I would have never thought, you know, you would end up with Sergio, right? If you were ever going to get divorced, we'd think you would like go with someone, you know, like older and like, you know, PJs and boats and like, and you like, that's not what, it's not what you think someone needs or what you ultimately think you need. It's a lot, ends up being a little bit, a lot more simpler. And I think I we think complicate my things as women. I would end up on pre PJs and, and boats too. <laughs> well, you we, did. You were often on those with him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll always find of, your way. You'll always find your way on those. Exactly. I'm always on them anyway. Instead of up the Himalayas with a backpack on and Sergio. So let's take a little break from the show. And I'm really excited to tell you all about this new online resale marketplace where women buy and sell the luxury designer fashion, Tradesy. So don't forget everybody, the festive season is upon us. And so you can shop and save 90% off retail prices on Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Chanel, Le Bouton, and so much more. Look luxury without paying luxury prices. Every item on Tracy is authenticated, so you'll also get what you paid for or your money back. Tradesy is new with tagged designer pieces, vintage treasures for way less than retail. Enjoy fair, simple, and stress-free returns at Tradesy. Don't like it? Simply don't keep it. But if you're passionate about the planet and sustainability, Tradesy lets you shop smarter while never sacrificing the style you want. Buy and sell on Tradesy and extend the life cycle of luxury, keeping fashion in the closet, not landfills. So visit Tradesy.com and save $50 on your purchase of $200 or more with code DND at checkout. That's T-R-A-D-E-S-Y dot com. When we try to make it what a, a person and we define it, like I, I think I when I did that in my twenties, I ended up just one day ripping the, you know, crinkling it up and throwing it out the window and going, there is no, there's no recipe. To stop you there, there's to take a lesson for it. I think, you know, to sort of break down what you just said and um, so that younger girls can make maybe take something, a takeaway from this is that you said date everyone. And I think back in the day when I was dating and you were dating, like, I mean, I love that you, admittedly dated everyone. We weren't allowed to. You were whores and you were this and you were unthin if you did. And I feel today you absolutely should. You're completely right. How can you not? You, you wouldn't buy the first pair of shoes you tried on, would you? You have to try on a few. And it's, it's completely wrong because you can't possibly know what's out there or what's possible if you only date three men in your life. And by the way, you know, it's just the same for boys. Well, it, back then, people always say to boys, well, you should get it out of your system and fuck as many girls as possible and do your thing and whatever. Why is it different for women? And again, it doesn't, you don't have to go all the way, but you could, you know, yeah, you do need... I mean, listen, I was going, you know, I wasn't telling everybody everything I went on. I would go to an art opening with someone or I'd go to, you know, meet someone in Venice for, you know, an early dinner or, you know, I feel like this dating thing is like, oh my God, I'm going out on a date. Like, what if I don't like him? Who cares? Then go home. Like, yeah, you know, I don't like understand why day. it's such it's a like, big deal anymore. Like, why? I know it wasn't. It wasn't, we went out on a lot of dates. This is very rare. The, the way you lived your life then is like how the younger girls are living now. 
back then you were very forward. That's a very forward way to live. You couldn't do that, okay? You really couldn't do that because the towns that you live in are small. Everybody gets to know that you may have dated him or him or him, you know, and people talk. But, you know, I absolutely think it's the right way to be because how, you know, you were extremely lucky that, that because of that, you knew what you didn't want. You knew yeah. who you were. You had plenty of time to experience yourself and to go and choose a man who is very different to that person. Uh, but opposite, yeah, completely. And he, but he compliments you. And imagine, you know, if there was two of you. And look, you know, Sergio, in 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 so many respects, I mean, he's so different, as you know, because you obviously you've been through years with me. Is so different from from Jem and from my ex and how I lived before. It's so chilled. I'm so relaxed. I don't need anything else. I, I know that everyone looks at me and thinks that all I do is need, you know, money and this and that, but I really don't. I'm very happy making you're, it for myself. You're just happy with someone who wants to take your picture and, and right. And, oh, you're so and make you look pretty. She's so bitter right people angle. because I actually have someone that takes really good photographs for my Instagram and she doesn't. So this is what this is about. So this is literally, it, actually, it is your dream guy. You have found your dream guy. That's have, all yes. you ever wanted. Yes. I've actually found your dream guy. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> but um, so tell me the secret to your marriage. Well, I just want to say, can we fin like, I feel bad for the world for what we're going through, obviously, and how horrified this is, but in, for dating, I mean, like you can't make out with people like go out on a date and make up. You're like, am I going to get Corona? Cause you don't know where he's been for the last couple of weeks. You know, I said I was dating everybody. I mean, it's hard just to date anybody right now. So that's another thing. So finding Gregor, the title of my book, if I ever release it. So Gregor and I, Gregor was living in Montreal and we met at a wedding in Mexico. He was a bride. He was a groomsman and I was a bridesmaid. It's probably my most asked DM um, on, on Instagram is how did you two meet? And it wasn't like love at first sight. It was love at first, like lust. Uh, I mean, we obviously hooked up at the wedding and then immediately tried to figure out how to see each other two weeks later. And it was 4th of July weekend. We met in San Francisco and, you know, people always ask him like, how how did you two end up? Juliet was this like, you know, crazy wild partier and you're the most like calm, sane person. And um, Gregor always says that we like met fundamentally like in the middle with our values. And he could see that I actually was a good girl and had a kind heart and just wanted to be loved. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. I mean, it kind of happened fast you know, once we met, but he was 10 years older. So I was 29 at the time. Do you ever feel the age difference? Not really. I always knew I wanted to be with someone older, I think, because I don't know, I just a little bit of that kind of care. I don't know, a little bit wiser. I was, you know, wild. You've heard some of the stories from my back in my days, you know, um, I think I needed someone to, and I wanted that. I didn't realize I wanted it at the time. I thought I wanted somebody to be partying with me all the time. But really, I was there to spice up his life and he was there to calm me down. And in the middle, it was just a perfect, perfect time together. Like, you know, we could be silly and then he could, I, you know, could go to sleep before midnight. I don't know. I just, and I, I, he just made 
life sweet and obviously romantic. And I also think he's like the hottest thing in the world still, which is so crazy. Like I literally, he walks in the door and I'm like, oh, hello. Like, like every time, you know, obviously we still are very, we are. Yes, sexually actually, you can spit it out. I just think of like my mom listening or. I know your mom's um, listening. How um, often do you have yeah, sex? Yeah, See, this is what I was afraid of. Like, you're going to have just everything after these my weeks, life. Like, I'm interested. Well, you know, that's why we go on our romantic weekends. Like, I mean, I guess the last one, although this weekend we did be at our own room. I mean, once a week if we're, you know, if we're lucky, but it's good, you know, um, and it's quality versus quantity. And like, I, every time we do, I'm like, why don't we do? I'm having quality. I'm, I'm definitely having quality. So let's take a break and discuss my favorite wines. Usual wines are for the modern day drinker. Each bottle is a 6.3 ounce or a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. No more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. Because of the single serve format and the bottle design, usual is always fresh. No more flat bubbly or stale rosé. These wines are low carbs and have zero grams of sugar. But don't grapes contain sugar? Just to clarify All usual wines are produced using natural, sustainable grapes harvested every fall. These grapes are hand-picked at optimal ripeness to ensure all sugar will be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugar. All that's left over is delicious clean wine. The process for fermentation happens when natural yeast eats the naturally occurring sugar in grapes. In goes sugar, out comes alcohol. Some winemakers will purposely end fermentation early to keep a little sugar in the wine. Usual wines are fermented until no more sugars are in the wine. This ensures the wines are also dry as possible and lower in calories. We have a very special holiday product. It's called Usual Reserve. It's an ultra-premium, limited-edition Mount Verdier Cabernet Sauvignon. Introducing Usual Reserve. This is our most special wine yet, just in time for the holidays. Hailing from one of the most celebrated plots of land in all of Napa, this Cabernet Sauvignon is concentrated and rich with just enough grip. Gift it to someone special or simply keep it for yourself, the holidays as usual. Go to check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code DND for $8 off your first order and try the first glass on us. No, there's times where I go by and we, you know, I'm like, okay, Saturday. I'm like, we, we have to do it on Saturday. Cause I'm like, I, like, I need it. Yeah. Like, and he's like, you know, we get a little bit in routine and we, our house is the walls are, you know, thin and you know, we have to like put the music on. And oh, look, I, know. I mean, even, it's a, I even it's with a our new relationship thing. and children, it's impossible. I would have it every day if I could, but you know, it's really not, it's not possible. No, you have I'm to make sorry. Time it's just not. It. When things are bad, because obviously things, you know, there are good days and there are bad days, right? So I'm sure you and Gregor had like a blip or you've had like, have you ever had a seven year itch or you ever, ever had thought maybe you, you wanted to end it? And how do you go through that? No, I've never. You've never thought, thought about it. N- never thought I want to end it. Never. I would never. I mean, I want to grow old with this man. I think, don't think I, there's anything better. I think I found the best for me and us. And I, I just love our, our partnership, our union and our... So if you fight, what would it be about? Well, I push him. So like, he is very calm. He doesn't like to argue. He doesn't fight. 
He's very much, I mean, you know, if I push him, he'll come at me. You're this, you're that, you're, you know, dare you, you just, you know, can drive me. And, but it's like, it doesn't last. It's not like we don't speak for, I mean, maybe there was one where I was like angry for a week, five years ago. But like, honestly, we, we try to work through it. And, you know, we have issues, like we have, you know, our, our things and they're not really major. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like sometimes I could say, you know, he says to me, you married the wrong guy. You should have married someone richer or this, or, you know, if I'm asking for something ridiculous or if I'm, I could always have more, but I think he checks me in to go, I have it all. Like I, I really, you know, knock on wood, I, I really do. And sometimes I get a little like, greedy but I don't think it's comes from a bad place you know another thing is he never you know you wait, and wait, I that's we, a very interesting thing for people as well by the way because I do that and I think it's really important to stop asking for more you know yeah. it's self-sabotaging a little yes bit when we don't realize how what we've already uh, got yeah, and what we've already got and people will look at us and say wow and then you know we have moments where I go you know, a, a frustration or whatever. And I'm like, are you, I, I check myself. I mean, and Gregor does too. Gregor's, Gregor definitely checks me a lot, you know. Um, and it's so important to be able to pull yourself back down and to, you know, humble yourself because the world we live in now is a very different place. And luckily, you know, you work as well and you know how hard it is to make money versus spending your money. And I know that you're good at spending it. So I think it's really important that you appreciate that and Gregor will too. And I think for anyone going into a relationship today, you know, Juliet is a worker. She's like, like me, you do bring things to the table. At least, you know, no matter what, if he does come at you, you do know it's hard to make money. You do know how, how difficult well, you and know, how I hard mean, he works. I loved, I loved, be, wanted to be a career woman always. So, you know, when I was in school, I was going to be the next Katie Couric and I would be, you know, I wanted to be on TV and whether it meant waking up at four o'clock in the morning to do the today show. Like I, you know, this is what I, I wanted. And I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I feel like I'm doing a lot, but I sometimes go, I could be doing so much more. I could have a huge business. I could have all these things the way I've always in my twenties and the way the go-getter I was, I, I've talked to you about this before. I'm always like, I should be doing more. I, I know I have it in me. And then I kind of think, with my family, you know, Gregor's building, you know, a new business that he started, a, a TV channel, True Royalty. You guys all need to watch it. It's available on your TVs, Amazon. But he's been building that for two for two years. And I realized, like, anytime I'm, like, start a business plan of, like, something, I'm like, do I want that? What I thought, again, what I thought I wanted. I think I, I'm okay with not being as successful as I thought I could be and letting him do it and being at home with the kids more and present. And the see, the other thing is that Gregor actually is a good point. Gregor is a very present father. He's not a father who, and I knew that before, when we were dating, that he would be the way he was attentive to me and my needs, that he would be to our torch to, to people and our children. He just was, you know, he wasn't chasing after, he wasn't at the office, you know, till nine o'clock going to business dinners. His priority was family and children. And I think that that to me was super important. Again, I didn't want just the, the man who was the paycheck. 
and the man who was my, you know, sperm donor and gonna, you know, and do you take time out to connect just you and Gregor? Absolutely. We had the cutest date last week. We we met with our tax man and then we needed a cocktail after. So we went on a date, but we definitely, I told him, I'm like, we need to, even in this mad world, what's going on, you know, maybe we can't go out with friends, but you and I should do a little sexy date night once a week where, you know. I, I felt can, like I, I started doing that, you know, with Sergio. We We go on date night every week and do all that, just the two of us. And it's so cute and it's, you get dressed up, you, you feel cute and this time in the world, it's hard to feel cute, but I think it's a really special thing to do. You know, I used to go out and get dressed for my girlfriends and, you know, it'd be fabulous myself. And now I'm like, not happening anymore. I want to feel good and, and have a cute time with my husband. And it's nice. We kind of talk about things like out instead of inside the house with the children around or when they go to sleep, when he's already exhausted, he just wants to go to bed. And then I start hammering away. We can sit over a good bottle of wine and like chat about stuff a little less like, like in the kitchen where, you know, everything happens. So I just, I feel like we've, we've been getting more accomplished that way and making like good plans. That's what I feel so key. It's like, the easy communication that I think I, I maybe didn't have in my last relationship. I've really made a conscious effort in this one. Even if, you know, I uh, like bicker more and argue more, it gets out and we say everything and we do everything together. Again, Stella got her groove back, right? I mean, it's, it's my mom did the same thing. She was in a marriage. My dad didn't pay attention to her anymore. They had built a business, a life together. They ended up resenting each other. I grew up in a house where, you know, I remember my mom and I, I was studying abroad in Madrid and we were smoking our first cigarette together on a balcony of this hotel. And she said, I'm thinking of divorcing your father. What do you think? And I said, I think you should. And then she ended up telling my dad and he ended up throwing it back at me. How dare you? But I, I said it because I saw that it was an unhealthy marriage and there was no joy anymore. And, you know, I mean, she, she found this guy who worked for my parents and, um, you know, I can't speak badly of him, even though I really would like to, because he is the father of my awesome twin brothers that I love and adore that are my, my brothers and they're 19. And, but it wasn't a healthy marriage. He put us to the side. He didn't want us living in the house anymore. Like coming back for Thanksgiving, he moved his family in. He started to control her, all her thoughts or her this. I mean, it only lasted till the boys were two and a half years old and my mom left him. It was really, really unhealthy. So, I mean, obviously I see Sergio, no, none of those signs are there. Um, otherwise I'd be calling you to say, say something, but you know, I haven't. So, um, it's, it's opposite, but this was someone who didn't have the same economics, you know, so he kind of came into my mom's life that was so successful and houses and cars and everything and, and started to get greedy over his new life. Have you watched Dirty John? I mean, that's the extreme, but it was a little bit, you know what I mean? Somebody who comes in and thinks that they're this life that somebody has is full and starts to control it. And my mom is, you know, um, no one's definitely going to control me or my family. So didn't work out well. No, but it's so weird to me because exactly that you're such a big, big personality. And, you know, and the fact that you have managed to hold your marriage together is amazing. 
you know, because, and have, and this much fun and do all the stuff you do. And, you know, it's not, it's not easy. And, you know, I guess. Also- that's what I wanted to say, actually, you and I, that's what I want to say is that Gregor never has ever tried to dim my spark, quiet me, tell me no. When we moved to London and I had just given birth to Truman, I'm like, I want to go back to work. I got a high powerful fashion job. Truman was two years old. I just felt I needed it, you know? And then we booked Ladies of London. So I had both jobs going at the same time. You know, he's always like, go do it. I'm here for your support. We'll get the support we need. Do what you need to do. Caroline's in town. I want to go dance at Chiltern till three o'clock in the morning. I can be hungover in the morning. He does not. He still brings me coffee to the bedside table. And he even says, do you need some, some Tylenol? Like, I mean, he doesn't judge me. He knows that he can't tie me down and he's never, and because he's never given me shit for that, I can't resent him for being like, why can't I do that? It was never like, you're a hot mess from dancing all night long. Now you can't even get out. Like there's never, he's never done that to me, Caroline. Can you believe that? In 15 years of knowing me, he's never said you're too wild or I can't believe you said that last night or never like. That was my biggest thing. I couldn't bear being woken up with the, the judging. And being told what to do, what not to do, and you know, reminded what I may have done. Who cares? I work hard enough. For if I want to behave ego, like a prat, like I will. You're, you're, that's not good for your soul and your ego because sometimes there's a balance, right? And some people who are perfect and all this, it's there's you know they can crack or they you know feel they're missing out. You and I do things where. <laughs> we want to do it. Like you want to have a glass of wine at noon with your girlfriends. Okay. I'm not going to, I don't, we don't live by like a rule, a structure, right? Like we are very much live in the moment people. And, um, and I think that Gregor has always known that that's a pretty great way to live. I had to get him out of, you know, he wasn't a good communicator when we met and he would keep things bottled in And, you know, if you talk to doctors, sometimes they say, okay, maybe I do it to the extreme and maybe you do it to the extreme. We'll tell you exactly what we think at the moment we're thinking it, but to communicate, to get out frustration. It's like some doctors have said for health reasons, like. It's like, if you, you feel like you're always holding it in and you can't say, and you're on tender hooks, you know, in your own home that that just doesn't work. And I will never put myself in that position again. And I think that's, what's so great. Like, you know, when I moved into this house and I started doing all my work, I maintain, you know, like I know that this is my lifestyle with or without anybody. You know, ultimately I had a good friendship in my marriage and it could have gone on for, you know, but was there better for me? I think the only difference between me and you guys in the end is your communication, the non-judging and those things, you know, they seem little, but they're not, they're really not because you're equals, your partners, you, you get the same position in the house. You're an equal. You're the, you're the same person. You can't, I'm not one of the children that you can tell off that comes through the door and say, well, you behave badly and you've been, you got home at three. Well, okay, well maybe I got home at three, but you know, if I come home at three for the next two weeks, let's, maybe we should have a problem with it. But if I come home at three once this, you know, in a week, then I'm in my forties. And I, you know, go to work and my children are fed. So that's kind of up to me. I think how to keep your marriage alive and kicking at this stage with this day and age and and where we are. I think you're right. I think you hit points, which was communication, number one, 
communicate, 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 and make sure that person is your friend and don't judge your partner. You know, if your partner makes a cock up or makes a fool of themselves or whatever, be behind them. There's no need to tell them what they did wrong because genuinely most of us know, you know, support your partner in whatever her or his dreams are because their needs, their needs they, you know, yeah. need to get out of the house to go work out and kids are at homeschool, help them figure out how to do it. You know, if the, the husband maybe work from home for a couple hours, if he's back at the office, like there's, it has to be teamwork. No, you're right. It should be teamwork makes the dream work. Keeping a date night. Let make sure, you know, he lets you be you, let, doesn't dull your sparkle. I mean, I remember actually the last day that I was with Jem, he said, well, now you're going to fly. Isn't that weird that he said that? Um, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Because it was like, no, this is not a bitter thing. It's just a thing that was like, it was just an interesting like, parting word. Like now you'll fly. Like, and it's true. And friends of mine had always said, well, he slightly clipped your wings. And because, you know, you don't want to be too big or, you know, I, I do have a very big personality. You have a very big personality, but you know, you need the wind beneath them where Sergio, I think is super happy to watch me shine. But again, you know, Sergio has, has been really in the forefront. Imagine, you know, being in front of all those crowds when he played for Real Madrid, you know, at aged, whatever, you know what I mean? And you're that young and you're playing for such a big team as well and training and all these kind of things. So you see, he's seen both sides. So I think he's seen the glamour and the glitz and then he's so he's happy to watch he's happy to sit back he's happy to put me forward we need to have fun I think women think like they're like it, it's not fun what we're going through you know it's not it, that their life's not fun have fun I still at night will dance around the room in sexy uh, underwear even if I'm not wearing it maybe I'll put it on when I'm getting ready for bed I will try to be you know sexy and fun and make Gregor laugh and you know laughing and Laughing is number one. Laughing. I think that's one of the oh things. Oh my God, he made me laugh so hard this weekend. I don't know what it was about. We were trying to realize, but I mean, laughter. Yeah. I just want women to remember that they can be still be sexy and your partner, even if you're not feeling sexy or you think like your marriage is dead, like it's still hot. There's still like, you're still man and woman. And like, if you know, like be sexy, be a vixen, like find your inner goddess. Find your inner goddess, put your makeup on, stay sexy dance around the room, have a laugh. Don't be embarrassed. Don't take life too seriously, you know. Um, and also include, include husbands. Tell them that your son needs help with homework. You know, I mean, Gregor comes home and does homework. He knows that I don't like the math part. So every night he's like, knows that there's math waiting for him. I feel like some women have, because they control the house, they kind of block the men out and men become this like role. And I think that there's, it takes both parents, both partners to know their role. I mean, the, the roles of, you know, parents is to include each other. I think too many times, you know, the anger comes into something that you've already set a precedent for. And then there's frustration when you've created this pattern. Try not to separate your friendships. And I think I did that before. I think I did a lot of um, socializing without him, but I know that I did it more because I couldn't be bothered to have the judgment so I preferred, I felt more me if he wasn't there. Whereas now I think, you know, Sergio and I do everything together and we're really enjoying. And by the way, this is another thing. Sergio and I are loving the travel. We are traveling and that 
connects us completely. It's important because it gives us completely away time from everything. And we're just us, no responsibilities, no children. And it's really, really important if anyone can get even a weekend away on your own to reconnect. I mean, one night, listen, one one night. I mean, I like when I go on vacations, we like to bring our children, but sometimes I think a staycation or a check into a hotel room, even an afternoon sometimes is, is okay. (laughs) Just a quick two hours is good. Or maybe 20 minutes. I mean, you know, I think there's no one, you know, to blame in relationships. If it's, you know, um, we all have to take our responsibilities, but we also a lot of looking in, I'm constantly looking in, looking in to see what I can do better, be a better parent, be a better wife, be a better partner, you know, help support in any way I can take some pressure off of Gregor. And it really is a partnership. It really is a friendship that I I love and adore him. And I know he is loyal to me. And I never worried that, you know, he's out there. And I think that's what I've always wanted is to never be like, not abandoned, but like feel that I wasn't good enough for somebody. And he makes me feel like he's the luckiest guy in the world. So clearly I brainwashed him somewhere. I mean, uh, (laughs) something works. Well, thank you for that, um, Juliet. For someone that was so nervous to come on, you've done pretty bloody well. So I've really enjoyed it. And I know people are going to be really looking forward to this one because everybody loves us together. Um, when Aww. am I going to see you? I am miss I you. you. I miss you. I know. We we all want you to come and stay. I wish you, I'm trying to get her over here and she still, still hasn't. I've got a guest room waiting. Kids are all waiting. But anyway, my house is your house. We love you. Thank you for coming on Divorce Not Dead. You're the best host. And I'm so glad that you're not divorced. Keep going. Keep going for all those ladies out there. Love you. And you. Bye, honey. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 